ride with me in my foul life. What's up? We're back at you another episode. The Foul Life Podcast. Foul Thoughts brought to you by Safari Club International. I got to thinking this morning about how important it is that we have variety in our hunting. And what I mean by this is, do you like to hunt everything? I know a lot of duck hunters that are just gung-ho duck hunters and they'll hunt turkey some and they might go on the occasional deer hunt. I feel like most people have their favorites and they're passionate about one more than the other. Then there are guys out there like Remy Warren that will hunt anything at the drop of a dime and love it all. But I started thinking about myself of like, is it important to have a variety to mix it up or is it okay that really truly mallard ducks and Canada geese are what really gets my blood flowing? And sometimes I feel weird about it because I see like my brothers, they get they love seeing ducks and geese do it right and descend down, backflap the calling, the dogs, the birds working into the decoys. It gets you fired up. There's nothing like it in my opinion. But then they can also go out and get that fired up for a bull elk hunt with a rifle or an antelope hunt or a, a mule deer hunt. They, they love calling coyotes. I love calling coyotes, but I self-admittedly don't do it as much as I once did. One, because we're busy. And two, got to focus a lot. Um, the days that you're not in the duck blind or goose blind, I have to be focusing on some other matters at hand, whether it's family or business or whatever. But my point is, is that I don't get that fired up when I see a big mule deer buck 200 inch buck. I mean, it's cool. And when I see him in the wild, I'm fascinated with them and I do enjoy hunting them, but I will do, I'll do anything to go on a mallard duck hunt or an awesome Canada goose hunt over water, ducks over water, geese over water. But I love geese over dry land. I love ducks over dry land, but I don't like doing it a ton. But I was thinking like, am I weird or is it weird that I'm not a hundred percent into any other kind of hunting. I don't live and die big game hunting. I mean, I put in for sheep tag and I would enjoy a sheep hunt, getting in shape and putting the pack on and carrying the rifle and getting up to 10,000, 12,000 feet and looking for a desert or a Rocky or a California or a doll or a stone. I, I love the idea of it, but nothing fascinates me like ducks. And that's one of the things I love about this podcast with Safari Club is that Safari Club, you hear that and you think about Safari or like we talked about before, Africa or big game. A lot of big game hunters, Jim Shockey's been a national spokesperson for SCI for so many years, and he's world famous for hunting pretty much big game all over the world. On some of his episodes, you'll see him chase a, a turkey or some kind of partridge with an air gun or a bow or something. But for the most part, Jim Shockey, I would categorize as a big game hunter. And Safari Club is supporting all of us now. And I think that's great. I think that duck hunters should be members of Safari Club for all the work they're doing behind the scenes. But 
am I different than you? Do you ever think about this when you're driving or see your lanyard hanging there or a mount in your house or your dog by the fire, a picture from a past duck hunt or goose hunt um, when you're practicing your calling or getting your boat tuned up or your decoys ready to roll? Do you ever ask yourself if anything else gets you that fired up? I know in the South, if you're a duck hunter, you're pretty much a duck hunter. You might go out and kill a deer here and there and correct me if I'm wrong and I'm not afraid to be wrong, but I think a lot of the duck hunters in the South, they want those 60 days in the duck blind. Um, some of them will go to Canada before that. I know a lot of Cajuns from Louisiana. I know a lot of guys from Mississippi that love going north of the border to Canada before that 60 day season in the South starts. But I'm wondering right now, do they ever get fired up being in that deer stand or those turkey woods? Like you take Michael Waddell, for example. He's been on the podcast several times. He loves whitetail hunting. He's awesome at whitetail hunting. Gets fired up over a 130 or a 180. I think Michael's biggest buck is in the 180s or 190s, but by no means has he killed tons and tons of 200-inch deer. He gets fired up because of the experience and the stories and the camps and just being one with mother nature and hearing those leaves crack and those sticks break and that deer approaching, you know, whether it's on a line that a trail that Michael knows about or whether we get surprised, he loves elk hunting. He gets fired up when he's elk hunting, whether it's in Montana or Colorado, he, New Mexico, he loves being on the Indian reservation in New Mexico, chasing big mule deers with the tribe. But I think his, one hunt would be a turkey hunt. I think Michael loves turkey hunting, but I also think he gets so fired up about all those other ones. And myself as a duck hunter, I don't get that fired up about any of the other ones. So I've been thinking like, have I lost my mind? Like why, why am I not more into archery and going to Kansas every year or going to Pike County, Illinois, or going to Iowa and chasing a big rutting whitetail? Why am I not doing that more? Why am I choosing or what is my brain telling me that when I see a mallard duck and I'm on pavement and I'm driving and I look over and see him swimming or I see some pitching into a hole, it could be local ducks at the park. It could be at a river. It could be going to 90 on a freeway. If I see a bunch of Canada's cupped up and going into a field, I lose my freaking mind. I literally have to put on the brakes and pull over because I start shaking. I'm not just saying that like, you got to be careful. It's like texting and driving when you're a duck hunter and you're seeing that, I guess when you're, you're a deer hunter and you're usually seeing deer when you're on dirt roads with, um, in some places you're on pavement and you'll see deer and turkeys in Nashville. I see turkeys all the time, but I don't get like, Oh my God, there's Turkey. Stop. Pull over. When I see mallards or Canada's, I freaking lose it. It could be snows too. If snows are really doing it and they're cupped up and dropping from way high up or specs, but it's mainly, mallards and it's Canada's when I see this when I'm driving or anywhere I'm at I could be in an office building with big windows looking out over a golf course or out over a marsh and it'll be negotiation time or business time and I'll literally like just look right through the person I'm talking to or over their head and I can't help but keep looking at the ducks and geese and I don't get that way with mule deer or coos deer whitetail deer moose or elk or antelope or sheep or mountain goats. I get that way with coyotes sometimes, but even when I see a coyote, I'm more like, how could I get him? How could I get her? 
if I was hunting this area, I would get there, I would get there, I would get on this vantage point, I'd hide like this, I'd use these sounds, I'd make sure the wind was doing this. But it doesn't matter where I see ducks or geese. I don't automatically go to, man, if I was in that cornfield, this is what I would do. I go automatically to holy smokes. Or another word that starts with S. Holy s- And I just am wowed by them. Magic. I'm fascinated. The way they cut the air, the way they move their feet and their wings, the way they maneuver the acrobatics in the air, just the beautiness in their flight patterns and the way that they can cup up and the way they can, you know, work down from high distances and all of that stuff just blows my mind. And that's what I love about being an American waterfowl hunter and having the support of somebody like Safari Club and California Waterfowl Association out West and all of the folks that we've met across Canada and America and down in Argentina and other parts of South America. It's just a fascinating lifestyle, a way of being able to meet people and network and share a common bond. And I know deer hunters do the same and turkey hunters and golfers and sports fanatics. And, um, it could be a, it could be a, a sewing class and people are going to have something in common, but I'm telling you, it's different with duck hunting. I love everybody hunting what they want, but I love the fact that I'm a duck hunter and a goose hunter and a waterfowl hunter. And I love all the different things that go into it. And now that the season's coming to a dead end with, you know, I'm not going to do many more snow goose hunts might have one more Aleutian Canada goose hunt to do. But other than that, it's on to turkeys and some fishing. And I'm sad about it, but I'm also excited to apply the passion and the love and the technique and the skill set for the 2021-22 season. I want to work harder to be better at everything this year especially if COVID halts a little bit and we open back up and we can get to Canada. I am never going to take this for granted again. I've been talking to my Canadian families lately and knowing that there's a chance has me fired up. I don't know how good of a chance there is, but it's got me thinking I am so lucky that I've got to go to Canada as many times as I did. Cause you, could you imagine boys and girls, men and women, if we could never go again to hunt waterfowl, with the way their government is up there with firearms, anything could happen. These poor prairie province towns, these outfitters that depend on tourism and the American dollar fishing and hunting to come up and hunt everything from black bears to brown bears to moose to mule deer to whitetail deer in Alberta, um, big whitetail deers in Saskatchewan, ducks, geese, catching pike and lake trout, northerners like they depend on it. And I just start thinking like, I love the fact that I've gotten to go to Canada. I love the fact that I get to go to Canada for waterfowl because that's the Mecca. Even though it's got the big deer and the big moose, it's the waterfowl Mecca. And not getting to go just showed me and, and proved to me that we can't take things for granted. And I think that I don't know if a deer hunter that got to go up there every year feels the same that I do about the ducks and geese. And I'm not saying they don't, I'm just saying, I don't know. But when I'm up there with 
Clay and Crystal or Grant Kuypers or being around Dave Stanley and all of the people he's introduced us to in Alberta or being in Ontario and knowing the guys and girls that we know there, there's just this, this, it's like a tradition and a culture. It's this, it's this underground. It's the waterfowl underground. When you're there, it's what you're supposed to be there for. Whether you're staying in a hotel or a lodge, you're eating at the local Chinese restaurant or some eggs at a local cafe or talking to a farmer, working with local businesses, being in a hockey rink, being, you know, going up, going in there and doing curling with the locals. I've done it all up there. I've been around all of it. And it's the waterfowling that's the common bond of all that. And I just feel different about it. I feel like I don't know if I've lost touch with reality that I should be into all these different forms of hunting or there are others out there like me that are so eaten up with ducks and geese, they don't have time or space in their lobes of their brain to fill it with anything else. I remember like when I first went on an archery hunt in Kansas, how awesome it was when a whitetail finally came out and they call him the ghost of the woods. And he came out and I was like shaking in the tree stand. I love that feeling, but it was soon forgotten. But I've been to Kansas hundreds of times and watched mallards pitch into the Arkansas River or Canada geese lessers pitch into a cornfield or a winter wheat field. And they're just stained in my memory bank, in my mind. I could tell you so many different memories I've had of ducks and geese in the state of Kansas. And I freaking love every single one of them. And I don't know if it's supposed to be that way. I don't know if I'm supposed to be geared more or wired more like my brothers that love putting in for their tags and they hope that they get one. I put in for one and go, please don't let me get it. It's going to be a really, really good October. And I don't want to be hunting mule deer in Nevada when I need to be chasing big buck, when I need to be chasing ducks and geese in, in Canada at that time of October. It's a weird feeling, but I've been thinking about it and wondering, am I the only one? I doubt I am. I'd like to take a poll, a focus group, study group of waterfowl hunters and see if they think the same way or are they cool with nah you know i'll go and hunt deer a couple days and then if i get out for ducks i'll i'll go uh you know i i i I do duck hunting to pass the time duck hunters don't duck hunt to pass the time it's too much work it's too expensive it's too much of an investment not just financially but physically and mentally and emotionally these ducks will wear us out that's why we talk about when one of our brands how we talk about we merely exist in a duck's world because they control our every move and here we are in march and they're still controlling my mood i'm supposed to be ready to geared up for turkeys in summertime and boats and jet skiing and swimming pools and all that. And I'm thinking about how can we do this with our show or how can we get ready for this for a hunt? I wonder if we need to go here next year for a hunt. That's how I'm thinking. I don't know if I'm crazy. I might be crazy because of ducks and geese, specifically mallard ducks and Canada geese, all different species and subspecies of the Canada goose. I'm not saying I don't like hunting widgeon and sprig and teal and some divers and some specks and snows, but it's just those mallards and those Canada's, the sounds, the vocalizations. I think those are the kings. And I know the canvasback's called the king, but the mallard is the king of ducks. We all know that. And the Canada goose for sure is the king of geese. And I'm not saying that snow geese aren't awesome. They're very smart. There's lots of them. They live a long time. But the the culture of the Canada goose and hunting Canada geese is where it's at for me. And that's what I think about. And 
I just wanted to know, like, am I nuts to, I don't get excited when people are like, Hey, you want to go on this elk hunt with me? Like I know Nick Munt would be like, hell yeah, we're going after a 400 inch bull. We're going to bugle him in. We're going to cow call. We're going to scout from this vantage point. We're going to do all this with our, with our optics and, and everything. And I'm sitting there going, well, is it during duck season? Well, no, it's, it's a, it's a September archery bull season. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be getting ready for Canada at that time. It's almost like I'll find an excuse not to go. And I love being outdoors. I love being in camp. I'll be the camp cook. I'll cook all the meals, three squares, four squares a day for when the hunters get back. And I love elk. I love their sounds. I love eating them, tenderloins and backstraps and all different cuts off of the elk. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it doesn't get me juiced up. Like if Nick Munt called me and says, hey man, I'm up here at my place in South Dakota, ton of mallards around. You want to come up? Yep. See you tomorrow, Nick. And now Nick might be like, well, when I you get here, there's going to be a key garage door openers right here. Do what you need to do. My place is your place. Me casa, Sue casa, but I'm out of here. I'm going to chase whitetail in Montana. And I'd be like, no way. There's a ton of mallards around. Nick be like, yeah, I know. Don't need them. And I know Nick will duck hunt if he, if he gets invited. I've seen Nick duck hunt at Hooray Ranch in Kansas. And I know he rolls around with Waddell and T-Bone. They shoot at a duck here and there, but they're not eating up with it. They're truly not. If you go to the bone collector booth, it's not like our booth. We got duck calling going on and videos playing of ducks. You go over there and it's archery. It's whitetail. It's big game stories, but they'll talk about ducks. They're passionate about the outdoors. Don't get me wrong. They love our hunting culture and our hunting society and our hunting traditions. They love this privilege that we all get to enjoy and they love all sorts of realms of it, but they're not going to, they're not going to get all fired up to run across the street to hunt mallard ducks like I am. So, Maybe I'm not the only one out there that just loves one particular duck. Even though Waddell will hunt a whitetail as much as he will a turkey, I think if he was told this is your last hunt ever, I think Michael, and I don't know 100%, but I think he's he's grabbing the kids and going in the turkey woods. Munt, I'm thinking he's going to go moose or a big western big game animal, a mule deer, an elk. I think T-Bone's going to be in his – in his land in Kansas or Georgia, and he's going to be archery hunting for sure for whitetail if it's his last hunt. I could be wrong. You ask those three bone collectors. But me, I just wanted to talk to my fellow duck and goose fanatics. Am I the only one that thinks this way, or is duck hunting really the baddest ass hunting there is in the world? From the camaraderie to the camps to the socializing to the blind and the ribbing to the cooking to the meals to the dogs to the leaves to the water to the jerk strings to the decoys to the pl to the blinds and the concealment to your dog stands dog blinds boat rides UTV rides ATV rides four wheel drive truck rides the boat ramps the calling the looking at the sky the weather the forecasting the moon phases the recipes the Traegers the highballs with your buddies at night, getting your blind bag ready, getting a banded bird. I could go on and on and on and on the mojos and spinning wings. Should I use it? Should I not? Should I have it on a remote in case Canada geese come? And we know how much Canada geese despise spinning wing decoys for mojo. That's why you have it on a remote. Cause as soon as you see those mallards get their attention with the flash, we're strategizing, we're painting our picture. We're creating our masterpiece. This is the way that we want our hunt to come together. Do all hunters think like this to turkey hunting?
hunters think like this? Or does Nate Hosey just go out there and because he's so talented, he could just cluck one up and just purr and, and, and do all the things and spitting and drumming and get one of those big Tom turkeys to fan out and, and dig its spurs into a hen decoy and go to fight in a Jake decoy before he lays it out with his 12 gauge. I don't know. I know he's fired up about turkey hunting, but does he strategize or does he just go out and cut one and then go get on it and bring it in? And that's a cool part of turkey hunting. I like those 10 o'clock AM morning birds. I don't like the birds off the roost. I like getting them when they're coming off their first hen. But back to duck hunting, think about everything I just said. I love every bit of that. Then you got mentioned all the different places we get to go to do it and how the people that we've got to meet doing it and all the people we're going to get to meet in the future. I'm fired up about it. And I just wanted to know, am I the only one? Talk to me. Am I the only one? If you're out there and you hear this, do we need to start a support group? Go in and tell our duck hunting stories. Phil Robertson and Duck Commander used to have it. It's called Duckaholics Anonymous. We're fanatics, man. We're crazy about it. I know Phil Robertson. I know Willie. I know Jace. I know Red Dog. I know I know Justin Martin. I know I I, I pretty much have met the entire Duck Commander crew. And I honestly think that they all, I know Willie loves deer hunting, but his dad and Jace, they're hunting ducks every year. Godwin, I think he's going to go after ducks or deer fishing. Martin, if you give him a choice, he's duck hunting, but he loves turkey hunting. He loves whitetail hunting. Um, but Phil, the original duck commander and Jace is, is the, the guy that is with Phil most of the time in the duck blind. I don't know about Uncle Cy. Cy probably hunt up anything. Raccoons, squirrels, ducks, deer, fish. I don't know Cy. But I think the other ones are going to be mallard hunting. I think maybe not Willie. Willie might not have got that bug like his dad and Jay Scott. I just want to know, are we the only ones? Duckaholics Anonymous. Should we bring that back? Should we call Mr. Phil Robertson and ask him if we could use that name? Would you fly somewhere once a week to meet with this class? Or can we do it on Zoom where we get to stand up and say why we're addicted to duck hunting and goose hunting and have others tell us in this support group to help us through these troublesome times of the off season? That's my foul thoughts. It's crazy. It's where my mind goes. It's nuts. I get it. You don't have to tell me. You surely don't have to tell me twice that I got issues. I got mallard issues. I got Canada goose issues. I can hear him in my head right now. I'm nuts. I'm crazy. I know a lot of you are. Just admit it. I got my card. I don't want to get my duck ghetto card revoked. I want to be part of this club until I'm six feet under, but I'm glad to be on this side of the dirt right now. And I'm glad to represent Safari Club International. I'm glad to have the support of SCI Safari Club International. Support them. Become a member. They are the ones that are fighting for us hunters' rights and shooters' rights behind the scenes on a daily basis in our nation's capital and all of our state capitals, world capitals, all over the world, they support hunting shooting and all of our rights. So think about that. Support Safari Club and become a member now. Sign up now to be at the next national convention. Check them out on Instagram at official SCI. 
And thank you for listening to the Foul Life Podcast, Foul Thoughts, with yours truly, Chad Belding, brought to you by, again, Safari Club Internationals, our brothers and sisters at Safari Club and SCI. We couldn't do it without them. We couldn't do it without you. The downloads, the subscriptions, supporting the partners and sponsors that support us. Brand new episodes of the Foul Life TV presented by Benelli coming soon exclusively to the Outdoor Channel starting July 2nd. New episodes of the Provider TV coming your way on Mo TV, My Outdoor TV. Get a subscription today. Thank you for supporting Bandit and Avery and Greenhead Gear and Jargon Game Calls American Almond Beef. Thank you so much for supporting the Foul Life podcast, This Life Ain't For Everybody podcast, and Where the Payment Ends podcast. We're humbled to be a part of your daily listening, your daily watching, your daily consuming. Again, we couldn't do it without all of you. Thank you, SCI. Thank you to our friends and family. Go out and hunt something up. Become a better hunter today. Introduce somebody new to the great outdoors. Boy, girl, niece, nephew, brother, sister, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Get them out there. Let's do it right. Let's drop the egos. And let's continue to be addicted to mallard ducks. I'm Chad Belding. This is another episode of Safari Club's Foul Thoughts. Tom, Jake, hit that button. This is 2 a.m. Logic. The song is called My Foul Life. My Foul Life.